hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. Back together at last. Back together, and it's not the song, so <laughs> we'll just go past that. Together, and it feels so good. What's the song? You know what? We don't Reunited need a song. And and it feels so good. Thank you. That's good. You have How a nice are you voice. doing? I'm honestly totally fine. Great. I'm I'm thriving. I don't really have anything else to say. <laughs> thriving, watching television a lot. You know, taking walks, living life. Mm-hmm. How Great. about you, John? You know me, just wrapping up on a Netflix show. Oh, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> you can't say which one, or we no. can't. No. Um. Honestly, it's so unclear. I never signed any NDA. I don't think it's a secret, but I also think, let's be safe. Sure. Yeah. It's not... It's definitely been announced. It probably won't be on TV for like a year and a half anyway. Yeah, I do got a lot of questions about that, but I'm I'm happy that you're employed. So, that's good. <laughs> One more week, baby. One more week of employment. I love it so much. Um, John, what do, what do we talk about now? Because I'm currently scrolling the Wikipedia page of this movie. Right, but you forgot about the questions mm, from the audience. I, okay, well, I actually I have it on the tip of my, my brain. Right. So, John, do you think Sabrina is going to come back for the final battle? And that is a question asked to us by Ella with three A's at the end of her name. I don't. You don't? I don't think Sabrina will come back for the final battle. I'd be delighted to be proven wrong, but, but you don't. I think it's specifically because Roberto wrote this episode and not the season finale that she's not going to come back. That like he wanted, he was gonna if he was gonna have a choice between two episodes, it was the one that, for all intents and purposes, I guess closes the door on Sabrina. Did you know that uh, or, Sabrina was supposed to not Sabrina, but Kieran and Shipka was like very in the running to play Betty. That feels accurate. She also feels much younger than Lily. Yeah, she does, right? Yeah. She's so charming, though. I just watched an interview with her and talking about how she's, like, best friends with Timothy Chalamet. Like, they're, like, good family friends. And That's like, cute. She's so cool. I want to be her friend. I feel like it would be weird for me to be her friend. I guess. Why? I mean, well, she, isn't she, like, 18? Actually, she's probably not that young. I, she's probably older than you think. Plus, after the time jump. Yeah, right, of course. <laughs> so, she's 22. I could be friends with the 22 Sure, you could. Yeah. I could be I could be twenty two. Come on. As far as everybody listening here knows, we just I celebrated your twenty second birthday. Exactly. Then... As we will for the next five years until I turn twenty three. It checks out. Math, science, the time jump. What is the title of this episode? The title of this episode is The Witches of Eastwick. No, no it's, it's not. not. <laughs> it's the episode. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a little rusty. It's been a week. Um, it hasn't been a week. Like yeah, a, What are you talking about? No, it's been one week. Oh, since. it's been a week, though. <laughs> it's been one week since we've done this. The title yes, is... <laughs> We're just going to say, I have the giggles today. It's not nice to exploit that. I <laughs> The title of this episode is the witches of riverdale right and we think that's the witches of eastwick probably yeah. which is a movie and also a novel uh-huh. um and it stars jack nicholson michelle pfeiffer susan sarandon and Cher of mama mia 2 fame yeah um <laughs> as, of course that's what she's famous for <laughs> right of course yeah i can't think of a single other thing um, as like suburban women who are kind of like seduced by who John says they never say is the devil, but 
Right. You haven't seen this movie. I shockingly have not. So I, it's a it's a George Miller directed movie. Do you remember who he is? Yeah, he did um the thing in the desert with the no water. That's right. Yeah. That, that is the official title of that movie. <laughs> the thing in the desert with the no water. Amazing film. Love yeah. it so much. Right. Uh, and <laughs> in this film, these three women are unlucky in love. Uh, and there they do like some kind of rituals where they like light a fire and do incantations like suburban women into witchcraft sure. uh, and accidentally summon a man to town who arrives in the form of Jack Nicholson with like a gross little like like ponytail and like the biggest house in town and he wears okay and he, and he wears like <laughs> like mostly just like his uh, bathrobe his like silk bathrobe to like invite them in and he ends up uh, sleeping with all three of them, uh, and they're all like a little harem for a little bit until he goes full devil on them, and they like turn on him, and then it's like a big special effects showcase where they do magic on him at the end. Do they think he's hot? Uh, no, I think they all explicitly don't find him physically attractive. Okay, so it's not like that was at the time. But then like he like says some stuff, and they're like, you piece of crap and like share kisses him anyway like yeah. that kind of energy is through a lot of it with this character who hasn't who among us hasn't kissed the he's devil like this is less. what women really want you oh like, man no yeah. you're right i would hate that you probably wouldn't love it but mm -hmm. you might like them they're all like the most attractive they've ever been i'll just scroll past all the <laughs> yeah you'll fast forward through every <laughs> shot of jack nicholson i love this this uh friendship <clears throat> movie so like not quite similar to this episode, only because our brand new witches in this episode don't fight anybody. Uh, well, or right. Or seduced Not by any kind of evil. They I just kind of like have a good time, do like one thing, and we'll probably never talk about this again. I mean, you know, it depends how you feel about uh, Jughead, but no, I'm kidding. That was mean. That was mean. I didn't mean it that way. But anyway. I guess Nick Scratch taking over Jughead's body is kind of similar to like, we thought we were summoning the perfect man and we got this guy instead. <laughs> ouch, ouch, no shade, no shade. But you know, Jughead's intolerable. And Nick Scratch, I think is technically like a warlock, but I think he was like cute. I don't know, I only watched season one yeah. and I was convinced he was the devil. I think that he's really cute. So, did, did you, you- Did you finish Sabrina? No. Right, and yeah. I didn't, and Steven's in Europe. Right, so, so he's he's coming back eventually. He says, well, actually, no, I asked, and he said he is Italian now. So. Right, right, so I guess we're not sure where Steven yeah, is going to be. <laughs> ciao, Steven. <laughs> um, but I did, I did get a recap of what happened mm. on Sabrina from Ariana Romero, who oh. gave me um, basic, this is what she said. She said, and you know what? I'm just going to directly quote her because what she said was very funny about it. She said, and she does listen to this podcast because she is an angel on earth. And now my phone's not working. God damn it. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Blah, 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 blah. Talk, Mero, writer for Tadum. Talking about, talking about nonsense. And now we're talking about, yes. Okay, here we go. So this is what she said. So she said, Sabrina died saving humanity, and then Nick died on purpose to be with her. And they meet in some weird afterlife that looks like a museum. And then I said, as in he killed himself? And then she said, yeah, he killed himself, but they really try to go around that. It's more like he's dead on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that just made me, I think that's hilarious. So he's dead on purpose. <laughs> They don't call it sacrifice. <laughs> I, I guess sacrifice could be 
one way to interpret it, but it's not that he's sacrificing himself for anyone else. He's just like, I'm gonna go hang out with my girlfriend in this museum in the afterlife. But then, okay, and then we'll get to what this, this yes. picks that ball up <laughs> right. in, a, in a sense. Excellent. <laughs> Dead Fantastic. on purpose. All right, this episode is directed by a man named Alex Pillai. Oh, is he new? No, I think we've had him before. Oh. Yeah, he previously did The Ice Storm. Oh, I thought, not the movie, the episode where there was the, the ice episode, storm. The episode, The Ice Storm. Oh, exciting. Yeah. That was and when there was the ice storm. They still right. ordered Chinese food. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Someone had to drive through that ice storm. <laughs> right. Uh, and The Man in Black. I don't remember that one. That's like, I think, an anthology one where they blame all their problems on Hiram and we're like, yeah, we know. Right. <laughs> he's the bad right. guy. Yeah, he's the, he's not as bad as Percival, though. We'd gladly take him back. He did several episodes of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, uh, Chapter 16, Blackwood, Chapter 22, Drag Me to Hell, and Chapter 30, The Uninvited. I oh. guess Chapter 30 might be the last one. Huh. Maybe. Drag, Drag Me to Hell. So they did name some of those movies, af or episodes after movies, too. Have you seen Drag Me to Hell, the movie? No, it's like one of my Raimi blind spots. I think that you would like it. Yeah. It's fun. I, I've, I've seen a little bit of it. I think I got to a, a gypsy woman putting her, her, she doesn't have teeth, so gums on this woman's. Yeah, it's not the most um, politically correct film, <laughs> but it's enjoyable if, if you remember that and you just hold that in your heart and then you watch it and you, you know, yeah. Hey, can I ask you a question real quick? Yes, uh, you for can. the original Pretty Little Liars episode titles, did they do the chapter thing? No, they did not. Okay, then Roberto needs to be stopped because <laughs> this guy also directs an episode of Pretty Little Liars: Original Sin, and it's titled Chapter Seven: Carnival of Souls. One of my absolute favorite things about Pretty Little Liars, and there are literally so many things to say, um, is their episode titles, which are all really like cool and poetic, and like don't always have like a influence. But you're right. like, oh, that's from. But something. now, now the Roberto titles. And I'm just like looking through this guy's own filmography where he's got Pretty Little Liars or Roberto Show, Chapter 7. Riverdale, Chapter, Chapter, Chapter. Chapter. He does Chilling Adventures Serena, Chapter, Chapter. He does Katie Keene, Chapter. Every Oh, every yeah, show. that was a Roberto Show, too. Roberto loves making all of his episodes chapters in some book of some kind. Does he write books? He writes comic books. He does, which yeah. come out in issues. That'd be funny if it was issues. <laughs> I was thinking that actually this whole season was like, man, if you yeah. actually had trained us to be like, this is a different form of storytelling now with like, now we're not doing the book. Yeah. Now it's that's... Jughead's writing the comic book, issue one, issue two. But is he writing the comic book? <laughs> no, he stopped writing comic books so entirely he's, he's until he goes to heaven. And then he's like, this is easy. Right, exactly. I don't think Jughead likes to work hard. <laughs> I don't know when I went from, oh man, Jughead and Betty forever. I love them too. Jughead needs to be stopped. <laughs> Leave him there. It's fine. Who cares? Yeah. Do you think it shifted for you around the, the, the he spent a week underground with a rat man or I mean just that was disgusting that was disgusting or, or and unnecessary was like, I don't know I had a lot of drugs let me just live among the homeless for a little while to chill out yeah man oh Jughead the problematic nature of Jughead the rat king thing was probably if I had to rank and one day when this show is over we'll do a ranking yeah we gotta rank we'll, like a we'll, full I think thing after the end the end maybe we have some champagne for an episode yes yes we get <laughs> give out awards for everything we give out awards we drink and we do some sort of like a big not a bingo but like a ranking system or like drink if 
something and then we go through the highlights <laughs> it'll be real fun it'll be a delight it'll be yeah. so hard for you to edit that <laughs> yeah, but... especially if we put a bunch of friends in the episode oh it'll be good though i think we should have people ask questions yeah like record themselves asking yeah. questions so we yeah. can yeah it's not bad be not fun. bad i think it'd be fun this episode was written by uh, the man himself roberto kind the, of completing the, the circle of uh chilling adventures of sabrina which he famously did not want to end yeah. On Netflix. And uh, this episode was also written by uh, Chrissy Maroon, who's also a story editor on Riverdale, and she had previously written In the Fog. Was that the one in the fog? That was the one with all the fog. Oh, That's nice. Correct. And uh, The Pincushion Man. That was the one with The Pincushion Man. <laughs> so that was absolutely I love correct. it. That was yeah. actually the best episode she because was on fire. <laughs> it gave us it gave us um the Chicken Charles romance. Yes. Oh my God! Okay, so I'm Miss I'm them. working at LA Center Studios right yeah. now, and on one of some of their TV screens, they'll just be playing. You know, this was shot here at LA Center Studios, so like random clips from whatever. And so I see a clip from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh. Do you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? No, it's over, right? <clears throat> it has ended. Oh, yes. okay. I actually never watched the final season. Oh man. And, yeah, you know, know, in my mind, I guess it just lives on. But I. <laughs> uh, 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 there were the two bumbling detectives, Hitchcock and Scully, where their biggest cool. issue every day was, what are we eating for lunch? That's and how they I do be. one episode where they're like, what were they like back in the day? And they were like super cops for a while. <laughs> and one of them is played by like Alan Richson, who is like who the is really that? wide guy who's Jack Reacher now. He's, uh, he's very huh. buff and handsome. I thought Jack Reacher was a... Uh... John... You're right. I'm thinking of a different one. Um, um, Tom um, Clancy? Not Tom Clancy. What's his, the, the other one? The one that Tom Cruise played. Yes. What is that guy's name? That's No, that is Jack that Reacher. That is Jack Reacher. You're, you're a Jack Ooh. Ryan. Jack Ryan. Thank you. A lot no, of all these Jacks that's... written by Tom. That's really annoying. <laughs> wow. Okay. And the other one is Charles. <gasps> really? Yeah. And awesome. I uh, realized that was like, oh, hey. He's a handsome man. He came out of nowhere on this yeah. show. Anyway, those are our writers. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you for writing an episode. That was really fun. This episode has uh, three storylines. Okay. Split it up into three. We have chaos. Oh, I see. I got what you did there. We have, why did Kevin survive? <laughs> I, I, And we have yeah. in the sweet hereafter. I'm going to start with why did Kevin survive? All right. Why did Kevin survive? It's a question they literally ask in the show. Why did Kevin survive? Kevin, you're not... Uh, uh, the younger sibling of anyone. It's kind of, the explanation for this is very confusing, but it does work as well as it could. Sure. Kevin thinks he's being punished. Hmm. That's what we said the whole show, so. <laughs> well, we thought he was punishing himself. Right. He tells Betty he's getting out of town. Where will he go? Where do you think, Betty? <laughs> where am I always trying to go? And that's where he's, that's what he said. I think Boston sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get to Cleveland this whole time. Right, exactly. Moose is already there. Moose is in New York waiting for him. Now, do you think Moose has, like, a place in New York? Is Moose just, like, on the corner? No, yeah, he's on the corner. Like, one of those train stations just being like, all right, is he coming in or? Yeah, that's exactly what he is. He has a hot pretzel in one hand and a bag of caramelized nuts in the other. And he's just waiting for Moose Kevin. Is, Moose is about to get taken by New York City. Yeah. Moose would do well there, I think. Moose, yeah. Moose could have been a fun character on Katie Keen. Yeah. I don't know what he would do. just like an extremely blue collar guy in the big city. Maybe he makes sets for Broadway. Sure. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. He could hang out with um, whoever the character was who was auditioning for Broadway. What are the odds that this could be a spinoff? 
<laughs> It'd be fun. I mean, Kevin's probably sorry. Cody's probably in the in the room every day. And be like, come on, guys, give Kevin his own show. Give Kevin something. Kevin really should have just gone to Katie Keeney. Would have been a perfect. That would have been made perfect. so much sense, right? Yeah. And they were like Josie. Yeah, I mean Josie, Josie and Kevin would have been great. Hey, uh, hey, then it would have been more of a spinoff. Yeah, and it would have been great because they also could have explored their sibling relationship that the show never really went into. Are they the parents still married? No, no. That's the point. They just kind of quietly wrote Robin out of the show. Yeah, bummer. And, and Dad's just a single sad man working for Percival, and this is why I guess he doesn't have a Luke Perry that lets him break free of mind control. He does have a son named Kevin. Doesn't care. He arrests his son in this episode. (laughs) We'll be getting to that shortly. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. They were so cute one time, though. But first, we have to check in with Reggie. Now, where has Reggie been? Talking to his doll. Uh, He's been in Rome. He's been in Rome. I didn't miss that. They have a... pat. Reggie is like, I got your daggers. (laughs) Percival is like... Thank you, my magic daggers. How was Rome? I like totally missed that. Also, every single person that I know is I wish, in Italy. I wish he had come in with like tourist stuff. With like, yeah. oh yeah, I got this baguette. I was gonna say, I also was going for the baguette too. That's so weird. Why would you fly with it? I know, why would you fly with it? but in my mind, I was like baguette. He right, has a right, baguette. Of course. It's so weird. Which is also not really an Italian thing. It's a France thing. And also, you can't... I, I conflate Rome and and oh yeah. Was Stephen in both Paris and Italy? He's been getting around. Okay, cool. He like met up with friends in Italy and was like on a separate vacation before that. Yeah, that makes sense. That He's just out. been bragging on his Instagram stories. One time I stayed out with Steven until like three o'clock in the morning. And then the next day I woke up in a haze at no. nine. And but I... he was already volunteering somewhere by six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I saw pictures of him, you know, like at a protest and then volunteering. And it's Un- 7 a.m. Unbelievable, that kid. Uh, yeah, love, no. him, love him to death. Love him to death. We know that you guys don't know Stephen personally, but you I should. You kind of know Stephen. He's should. been on the show enough times. Yeah, this is a Stephen appreciation episode. <laughs> well, Reggie <laughs> is mad at Percival about mm. all the murder. Yeah. Understandable. Sure. He he does consider these people his friends. Are they your friends? You're like a he monster. Does. <laughs> so... per- Reggie? Reggie's a monster? I mean, Reggie's not a good person, (laughs) you know, and he has a lot of demons. Yeah, but he he cares about the people he cares about. I guess. Well, Percival has, to to ease the blow, made him the new CEO of Love Baby Lion. Well, that's helpful. Yeah. And look, if they're going to make you the CEO, you're going to do anything you want, right? (laughs) Yeah. I I guess. I don't really know how being a CEO of a failing casino is going to work. Is this a successful casino? Oh, jeez. It is a casino. Okay, it's a casino. I guess casinos make money. I, I, it depends on the no episode. Idea. No idea. They're up, they're down, they're sideways. Oh, I have a really quick aside. I'm watching Stranger Things season four, and Mike, or no, Will says to Mike that they should go to the casinos on the way back after they get 11 so that they can make money and like live out their days happily. Because, like, Eleven has some sort of powers that will make them win at the casino? If Eleven used her telekinetic powers to, like, freeze a slot machine on three sevens, they could potentially make a lot of movie. Okay. Amount of money. We'll yeah. Make a lot of money. And that that's the spinoff film that they're going to also make. And uh, that's the pitch right there that I'm sure every cast member would be like, can we do that for a season? The show is exhausting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I keep seeing interviews where Joe Keery is like, why doesn't he move? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's a horrible place to be. It's like literally on a hell now. Almost as bad as Riverdale. Almost. Crime capital of the world. Yeah, or, or small town of Pep. 
<laughs> Kevin gets caught by his father and Frank oh, Andrews, so and then uh, basically arrests their, his son and drags him down to a vault beneath the casino and then chains him to the wall. Sad. Meanwhile, Reggie's inviting Reggie's dad to the casino, and he's got a self-portrait up now where Hiram used to be. It is a bad... It's bad. It's a bad... bad. Yeah, it feels like a picture, just a photo that they ran through a filter. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. The other ones are not good either. They did, but they had time with those, you know? (laughs) Right. The the Veronica one... The art department was told early on we're making a portrait of Hiram, and they're like, "We'll, we'll get right on that. The portrait of Veronica doesn't really look like Veronica that much to me, but it does look like a painting. I just, like... Here's my thing. Why is everyone obsessed with the portraits in their office? Yeah. I get why Veronica would go from the portrait of her dad to a portrait of herself to Same show little. her changing of values. Sure. But Reggie's neither of them. Wouldn't it be funnier <laughs> if he just like put up a poster of like a band or a movie or right, something he exactly. liked, or just like Shaq playing basketball, something that makes him happy, like Die Hard, and like something that like? like gives us more insight into Reggie? Because I don't believe Reggie is a guy who wants a portrait of himself on the wall. Although he does think he's very handsome. He is very handsome. He's right. I I would think... Someone described him, though, as, like, hot Squidward. Have you ever seen that meme? No. And it's, like, kind of true. But, like, he is still hot. But it's, like, he does... Because his face is very muscular, like hot Squidward's face. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the the definition, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very handsome man. (laughs) Absolutely. Cheekbones. for days. Reggie and Reggie's dad play craps. Dad's heart is acting up now, mm. but he just loves gambling so much. Yeah. I don't know if encouraging him to... I get that he's dying, but I don't know. I guess I would encourage my dad to do whatever makes him happy. Well, yeah. The idea is that right now, Reggie's dad's life is just slowly ending. So yeah, like, every I choice you make is like, yeah, wait against how much time left. How? Yeah. I don't know how much time this guy has left, though. Well, it depends if Reggie kills Kevin. <laughs> oh, no. Percival has Kevin captive. He tries to whammy Kevin, but uh, everyone in Kevin's head is his Luke Perry. Or more like every scene Kevin's been in. <laughs> yes, he I accesses. saw that. <laughs> like like the... Every time there's been a plot line about Kevin, that's the moment. <laughs> there's not a lot to choose from no. somehow. Not a lot of positive moments. Mm. Percival calls him Piggy on the way out, which is rude, but also good memory show. Remember that's what everyone called Kevin when they thought he was fat as a kid? Oh, that's and he funny. like confided that in Percival as like, uh, I trust you, I'm safe with you. Why would he feel that way? It's so sad. Yeah. Also, it, I thought it was like a Lord of the Rings reference. So, not Lord of the Rings, I'm sorry, Lord of the Flies. <laughs> Lord of the Flies, because they're the character That Piggy. is part of where it came from for him. He didn't want to be Piggy from Lord, Lord of the, of the flies. flies. Yeah. And that's the thing with the book. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's what it was. Okay, right. so I was right. And then Moose was like, I think you're more like this other character. Oh, you're more like, what's his face? The hot one. Right. Um. Right. Oh my God, who's the other guy? That's not, Ralph. You're doing great. Yeah. I don't, that's so, I really like that book. It's a really good book. You should read it if you haven't read it. You should read it. Percival needs a favor from Reggie. Execute Kevin. Hmm. Reggie has a great line reading of, are you for real? (laughs) (laughs) What would give you the interpretation that he was not for real? Uh, Percival says it is non-negotiable, but if he does this, then his uh, dad gets Kevin's heart. Well. Unless Reggie fucks up and shoots Kevin in the heart, and then he's got nothing. (laughs) Yeah, just don't do that (laughs) Right, just don't kill him via heart. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) I feel like Reggie would not. I would love if Percival poked his head back in, just to be clear. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case. I'm not a miracle worker. (laughs) Reggie tells Reggie's dad that he can help him get a new heart. 
And Reggie's dad admits that he was a poor father. Mm, yeah, and no a shame. husband. Mm-hmm. And a, and a potential murderer suspect. Uh, mm. <laughs> but now he wants to go out with dignity. And he is ready to die with honor. And I will be gambling the whole fucking time, though. <laughs> the whole time. Reggie runs upstairs. He doesn't know what to do. And then he hears a voice. His voice. What? It's not <gasps> Ross Butler. It's Puppet Reggie. Okay, I'm obsessed with this scene. This scene was everything to me. I... I'm obsessed with the tiny little puppet doll. That's my so, favorite character. So my theory is that they kind of forgot that they had done that ventriloquism thing <laughs> earlier. And they're like, uh, 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 okay, just do this now. Just do this now. It's great. I don't care. I'm happy he's back. It's so scary and unsettling, but it's literally the most But it's also thing. like, the puppet isn't evil. It's no. Reggie's conscience. It's just a puppet. <laughs> The, the puppet's like, don't take Percival's test. Get Kevin and get your dad and get out of here. And I wish he had taken the puppet with him to free them. <laughs> Talk to them. <laughs> He's like, don't worry, me and my buddy here have got this. But he just leaves the puppet. The puppet was a big help, though. Bummer. Yeah, he's going to be the hero he's always wanted to be. I feel like the puppet citizen of the week. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Reggie, Reggie tries to free Kevin and escape the baby lion with his father, but they are caught almost immediately. If you'd taken the puppet with you, <laughs> the puppet he could have know. warned you about this stuff. Kevin, not Reggie, not through the main floor. Oh, anyway, Reggie's bad at this. Percival looks excited for three executions and locks the Redemption Boys away. <laughs> the Redemption Boys, nice. <laughs> yeah, Reggie. Reggie says he has a plan. It is exactly one magic dagger. Yeah. So is that to kill Percival? Yeah, he's gonna try to stab Percival in the neck with it. I guess. I don't think it's gonna work. Kevin, I, why wouldn't it work? Because Kevin and Reggie together. Are it's not... one magic dagger. It's the best plan they've got. One magic dagger, but held in the hands of two people who've never been able to execute a single goddamn. Can you imagine lives. if Reggie's dad was like, "I know how to hurt people," and <laughs> like takes the dagger and uses yeah, it? Yeah. Remember, he was an abusive, horrible man. I kind of hope that Kevin's dad dies protecting kevin and like not from his his illness you mean reggie's dad yeah reggie's dad yeah yeah yeah. kevin's dad should probably live but he's got to talk to his son about a lot of stuff yes yeah (laughs) and that is the kevin plot which is admittedly also a reggie plot yeah it's a revin plot regin revin r-e-g-i-n regin regin yeah not keggy Keggy feels weird. I'm not sure Keggy. why. Keggy. Should Where do you want to go next? Which one do you think encompasses more of everything? So Chaos really covers more of the Sabrina and Cheryl stuff. Okay. Uh, and in the Sweet Hereafter covers uh, most of the insane final reveals of the episode. Let's do Chaos. Okay. So we're going to start with some Chaos. Oh, yeah. The girls mourn their dead at the CW graveyard. When <laughs> that is like the CW. they got one graveyard in Canada <laughs> and they keep hitting it when Percival swings through to be a little stinker a little stinker like, oh your friends are dead that's terrible <laughs> they tell him baby died too but then when he leaves they're like all according to plan yeah I was like wait fuck did the baby die <laughs> did they Dark. forgot to show that last time yeah uh, then we cut to uh, Creepy Doctor Jr. enjoying a sandwich while the bodies stay cool in his freezer, which is a funny image. I yeah. think they really like this guy. Oh, he's funny. I'm sure he's a delight on set. 
on the news, Alice claims all the deaths at the White Worm were due to gang violence. Sure. So we learned that... I thought we killed all those it people. It wasn't everyone in town, all the firstborns who died. It was just the people at the wedding. Right, which is still... Which is actually just like seven people. Yeah. And it's also not all the firstborns <laughs> right. at the wedding. It's just Nana, Archie, Jughead, Tony, Fangs, and Dagwood. That's it. Six oh, people. Oh, wait, Dagwood too? I missed that. It feels like Betty did, too. Yeah, totally, totally missed that. Right. Veronica asks, when does the crossover start? And Heather's like, well, just before the title card. Have some patience. <laughs> Have you ever seen Sabrina? Have you heard the tagline, cheerleader by day, queen of hell by night? That's it. But uh, they only have 12 hours left to, res- to resurrect anyone. Which is a, a, a time a timeline that never really becomes an issue in the episode. Yeah, no, it's fine. They like have a ticking clock, but they never are in danger of, of, of running out of time. They ask, why did Baby survive? Meh. <laughs> we'll find out in a different storyline. Sabrina arrives, broom in hand, and feels a lot more like herself than the River Vale episode we saw. Yeah. Where she's, like, mysterious. Yeah. It's weird that she was in the River Vale episode. Just the mm. thought. And in that one, she says she died for a time. In this one, she gets a lot more specific about it. Yeah. She introduces a specialist in death magic, and she says she died. Then her boyfriend died to save her, and now she is alive and likes necromancy. And Nick Scratch is still dead in the sweet hereafter. Mm-hmm. Which is heaven. Right, it's heaven, <laughs> but they're really trying to not say that. It's, it's not, but they also call it heaven. Yeah. So, Sabrina says they'll need a coven. Cheryl and Heather are already witches, but she looks at the other girls. She's like, you. Veronica, Betty, and Tabitha. And she says, all powerful and destructive women have the potential to be witches. And then Veronica's like, that is me. <laughs> I am that. That's what they called me in New York. <laughs> yeah. yeah, did you did you like that? She. <laughs> I think it's funny that this kind of like skirts the stuff that I've been complaining about from Sabrina, where it's like, oh, you marry the devil to get your power? this one, she says, step one is sign your name in a magic book. Yeah, any. Any. We got this Maleficarum, which is like the lady magic book. Sign in that one. Much better. Then step two, pledge allegiance to Hecate. No, not Satan. Hecate, that's a woman. That's much better. A woman version of, not Satan, but Mm -hmm. yeah, that is much better. Yeah. That's true. That was a problem. That is, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Step three, dance in the woods around a bonfire, or, if the budget doesn't allow, (laughs) in the living room. (laughs) Just dance. Yeah, just dance. What is the song, also? It's like not... I wasn't really paying attention. It's not a witchy song, though. It's not... Yeah, she didn't really care. They're just Uh, normal dancing. Yeah, but apparently uh, that's all it takes to be a witch. Yeah. Go out and try it at home, kids. Yeah. Sabrina welcomes everyone to the Sisterhood of Night. They'll need to conjure a portal to the sweet hereafter. And once they go get those corpses, she will walk through with a corpse to coax the soul back into the body. Sure. And she's like, now nah, who wants to ride my broom with me? Just kidding. We can't afford to show that on screen. Oh, there was like somebody who like took a picture of uh, like Betty's face and Sabrina's face and then put them on like a, like the back of a broomstick together. And I was like, oh, like, really though, we it. didn't, we didn't want to. That would one be shot on a green screen of like, woo, woo. Just one, and, five and, seconds. I mean, just like, yeah. I've, like we said, tell, don't show. They really, no. <laughs> I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting the principle rule. <laughs> right. Of course, of course. So Sabrina looks at KJ and looks at 
looks at Cole and she's like, now who do I want to cast as Nick Scratch? And says, give me, give me the Jughead body. We'll do that one first. I have, that's a choice. Yeah. You know. I mean, I also think KJ probably wouldn't be as good at playing Nick Scratch. Yeah, I agree. It still feels weird no matter what. It's weird. It's super weird. Do you think they tried to get the actual guy in for the episode and like landed on this? Or was this just you know, like a like a choice they wanted to do early on? So that actor, his name is Gavin Leatherwood, which is somehow... Yeah, that's a made up right. Serena name. That's how I feel. I'm like, doesn't that feel like it, it should be... It feels like that would be another kid in her class. <laughs> exactly. But he was on um, The Sex Lives of Teenage Girls. Not Teenage Girls. The Sex Lives of College Girls. What? But he was playing a teenager. He was playing... Well, he was playing a 21-year-old, I think. But... He left that show after the first season. Um, Do people not like working with him? I I don't know. I don't think that's it. I have a theory that maybe he booked something pretty big that he can't talk about yet. Because I don't And we still haven't seen it since? Well, that was a while ago, right? Not that long ago. Oh. So they're only filming the second season now. Okay. So that's my thought about that. Hmm. Like he could have got in a Marvel movie or he could have got in like some other thing. His character, like, didn't need to continue into season two, but he's the brother of one of the main girls, so it is a little bit weird that he is not on the second season, like, at all, but I don't know. Are you looking up? I'm looking him up to see if he, if there is anything else on the horizon that he's he, doing. He is a Charles Melton level hottie, though. Like, very similar vibes. Yeah. No, he, he's pretty He's cute. fine. He's fine. He's cute. I just thought he was, you know, incredibly untrustworthy, that whole show. Yeah. So I was like, oh, not really impossible to be attracted to you since you feel like you're about to betray everyone in every room you walk into. But then he, like, loves his little girlfriend enough to purposefully die. Right. So the twist is he's actually boring. Right. (laughs) Well, were you a Harvey, Harvey fan? No, I didn't really like Harvey either. Yeah. I, it was all super weird. I don't know. I no, I didn't like any of the characters they wanted me to like in that show. Instead of just like, just give me a show about uh, uh, cousin Ambrose. Oh, and, I love him. And uh, uh, I actually don't remember the character's name, but her the actress was Jazz Sinclair. Oh, I, I love her too. Really cool name. Like they're the ones I like. <laughs> Is she gonna be on? Oh, the they're boys. both in the boys show. Gen what? V. Yeah, that's so good. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. They did this like little like video thing and it chance like has an American accent and I'm like, hold on, where are you from? Where is he from? So it turns out he is an LA born Brit. So he was born in America, then grew up in England. That's cool. So he's got dual citizenship. Good for him. I but wish. like he might be one of those people who can just transform his accent from one to the other on a dime. That is pretty weird. Anyway, Gavin after Sex Lies to College Girls is in some movie called When We Were Young. When we were young. Right. Unless they just haven't announced mm. what other big thing he might be doing. When we were young. I don't know that one. Or maybe it's not, I don't know if it's out yet. Yeah. It like it sounds familiar, but I think No, that's it just... came out last year. Oh never mind. This is a nine minute short. It's not even a movie. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. We'll have to see. Concerning. Maybe maybe that Marvel movie is happening, but I'm not sure now. I, I yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Sabrina exits goes through the portal with Jughead's body and walks back out with Jughead alive. But no, because Cole seems different, like he's enjoying playing a character, because uh, he's playing Nick Scratch. 
Oh, man. I just think Cole gets really excited when he gets to play oh. anyone other than Jughead on the show. Oh, yeah. It's like one of those things of like, did you see this interview with the guy from The Bear? Yes, uh, it was I like know after it, 10 but... seasons of being on Shameless, he like forgot how he was an actor because he was just playing the one character <laughs> over like, and over I, again. Oh man, I have to tap into other, other things. Yeah. yeah. That was a good show. I enjoyed it. Did you watch it? Shameless? No, no, The Bear. I've seen a little bit. Yeah, I liked it. It was fine. I like sandwiches. <laughs> I like sandwiches. That, <laughs> that restaurant made me not ever want to eat at it. Because now you know what's going on behind. I'm like, yeah. eh, maybe not. So uh, Tabitha is displeased mm. that Sabrina put her boyfriend in her boyfriend's body. Sabrina explains that Jughead did not want to leave heaven, but he consented to this. And maybe Nick Scratch can help. But also this is a date, but don't think about that too hard. Right. It's not inappropriate. Yeah. Do it's, they have sex on Jughead's body? You know, it's off screen. Yeah. I want to think yes. But, but no, they don't imply it happens in the show at all. Right. That's, that doesn't seem... Even with permission, I'm not sure how I would feel. I would hope maybe they feel uncomfortable about it. Yeah. Interesting. Now, she, because she failed to talk Jughead out of heaven, she wants the loved ones to go through to appeal to them. All they need is Karen, the ferryman of the dead. <laughs> this guy in Sabrina? I don't know. Great. <laughs> and they need to die for a few minutes. So uh, Cheryl will go for Tony and Fangs. <laughs> and 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 Nana and Dag, what, just leave Nana. She's lived. Yeah, she's very she's old. <laughs> what? She's bring her back just to die again? What are you talking about? Yeah, sorry. Uh, Nana. Betty's like, wait, who's Dagwood? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Tabitha is gonna go in for Jughead, and Betty says she will go in for Archie, and Veronica will go in for Loneliness. Oh, bummer. And then Nick whispers in Sabrina's ear about Betty, and Betty's like, what? What? What is it? And they're like, sorry, Betty, there's no easy way to say this, but you don't happen to be trash. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, trash can't get into heaven. <laughs> oh, no, poor Betty. That sucks. They're like, Veronica, do you want to go talk your ex out of heaven? I hope he isn't married to this girl in heaven, because yeah, that would be really weird for you. That'd be a bummer. So... Um, they summon Karen, which is an absolutely wild level of camp for Riverdale to have mm. like this like thing come in and like collect the coins off the dead faces and stuff. That's a thing. Um, there was going to be a potential uh, the Conjuring spinoff about the Ferryman. I don't know what's happening with really? that. Really? Yeah. There's a yeah. I've, there's been like a lot of Greek myth stuff. Yeah. And uh, in my entertainment sphere recently, I guess I played this video game called. Hades, where you play as oh. Hades' son trying to escape hell, and you like meet all the gods and everything, including so uh, Karen is like the the market that sells you power ups and stuff like that. I feel like you wouldn't be surprised to know that I was really into Greek mythology. <laughs> no, I think we've talked about it. Yeah, and then I've been reading this webtoon called Lore Olympus, Lore Olympus, mm -hmm. which is like a retelling of the uh, Hades Persephone myth also Fine. from like a very different perspective where like when they're in their domains of like the underworld and Olympus their manner of dress and speaking and everything is much more modern technology and stuff like that and it's like more of like a romance story did you see Hades Town? No, I have not seen Hades Town. Really didn't like it. Huh. I was really disappointed, but that's a Persephone myth. I think you'd be really into uh, this uh, this webtoon if you read it. But yeah. You, it's like you got to do it on your phone, though. I can do it on my phone. Mm. I pretty much do everything on my phone. So, <laughs> so it's okay. And the girls leave their souls behind. 
or leave their bodies behind. The souls leave the bodies behind, and they all go through the portal. And then Sabrina's like, great, you guys watch the bodies. This is date night. <clears throat> weird, weird concept. Uh, I will say one of the one we're gonna do one sweet hereafter thing in this story, which sure. is uh, Cheryl learns that Polly and Jason are in the sweet hereafter, so she visits Thornhill, where she finds Nana and Dagwood, and she says, "Don't talk. <laughs> You'll say a word this episode." Uh, and then she says, "Polly and Jason," and she's like, "Jason, do you want to say anything?" And he's like, mm. <laughs> "Not this week." Uh, so Polly does all the talking, and she says she's pregnant with triplets now. I'm really happy for Everything that. about the sweet hereafter is like, oh, too much. Yeah. <laughs> Triplets. I can't even imagine. Cheryl is brought to tears. She misses them so much. <laughs> Polly? You miss Polly? Yeah. Really? Polly, we've spent so much time together. <laughs> and they yeah. invite her to stay. It's literally heaven. Stay? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the complicated... I have a lot of questions. We'll get into it in the next one, I think. A lot uh, of questions. It's but... like when they ripped Buffy out of heaven. In it would make you six. sad. She was pretty upset about that. Well, it's like getting ripped from a really good dream. Yeah. It's like, aw. Yeah, I think... Right, well, we, we'll finish this and then we'll talk about it. Sabrina and Nick go on their date. He says, what's the plan, Spellman? What's she up to? And she's like, I'm thinking about screwing over this whole crossover and running <laughs> away together. What do you think? And he's like, what about all our baggage from the chilling adventures of Sabrina? She's like, that show got canceled. And he's like, ah, but emotionally you have to go finish it. Witches don't cry. Witches don't cry. So Nick and Sabrina say goodbye, and some CG birds gather outside the window, which is probably important if I'd watched Chaos. Uh, <laughs> I guess it was their thing. Sorry. Uh, she kisses him goodbye, and then Jughead's body is dead again. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if there are any Sabrina fans out there, I want to know, how did, the, was, how did this feel? Did yeah. this feel like a, a nice little addition, or what? I, was Nick a good match? Did you ship them? How was Jughead's performance as Nick? I I didn't bump me, but I didn't watch much of it. Yeah, I didn't know. watch much of it either. Yeah. Or it's like the first two seasons, I think. Yeah. When she comes back, uh, she finds all the girls. Couldn't convince anybody out of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bummer. And Sabrina's like, all right, screw it. Cheryl, you're not just pyrokinetic. You also have the Phoenix Force. <laughs> so you go deal with it. Thank you. So, uh, Phoenix, <laughs> Cheryl, they explain it to her. It's like, all right, so like, it's an X-Men thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jean Grey got this power called the Phoenix and it like overpowered her. And then she was like killing everything. And then went to space and then she died, yada, yada, yada. It keeps coming back over and over. Resurrection. Cool. Yeah. That worked out. That made sense to me. So they made X-Men 3 the last stand, and then they made X-Men cool. Dark Phoenix. <laughs> Dark Phoenix was bad or good? I don't know. I didn't see it. Okay. After um, Apocalypse, I was like, I think I'm done with X-Men movies. Was that bad? It was really bad. What was the good one? Times of Future Days of Future Past was pretty solid. Okay. Admittedly, I did watch Logan after Apocalypse. That one was pretty cool. Yeah, people liked Logan. That was like more standalone, right? That was very standalone. Very much its own thing. Cool. Yeah. But yes, the Phoenix is a classic X-Men thing that is like a super powerful space energy whatever force that likes to find a host and destroy planets. So or renew planets. So <clears throat> nothing to do with the bird turning into ash and rising from the ashes? I mean, shaped vaguely like it. Okay. And like, Gene dies and comes back through Spoilers. it. Spoilers. Wow. Uh, and uh, now Cheryl has it. Good for Cheryl. And in my mind, yeah, same Phoenix Force. <laughs> sure, same thing. They all have red hair. 
right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and Cheryl hears this and she's like, all right. Sure. <laughs> I, I'm the phoenix. Let's do it. So uh, they say this is the painful version of leaving heaven. Mm. People could feel incomplete, malignant, resentful. Here's all these words. <laughs> we'll do it in the mines. Where there's no ventilation, we'll do it in the mm. mines. Cheryl speaks her incantation and makes blue fire in the shape of a phoenix, and everyone who died emerged from the flames. That worked out. Sabrina says goodbye to Cheryl and warns her, uh, death doesn't like to be cheated. <laughs> yeah, so actually, this, I know I made it sound really easy <laughs> and chill. No, not actually. I know I told you this would solve the problem, but you actually probably have problems now. New problems. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, new fun problems. Next season problems. Yeah, works for me. Cheryl tells Heather, seeing her family made her think about giving them a second chance. Heather's, Heather's like, that's nice. And she's like, yeah, so I just had to try bringing them back to life. Heather's like, what? And then we reveal <laughs> that Cheryl has resurrected Jason and Polly. That is, this is so funny to me because Heather has not seen, she is not seeing this coming, which just proves that she has not spent much time with Cheryl. It's incredible. But also this could be the best thing for Heather to be like, oh, now I have a problem with Cheryl. Right. <laughs> for the first time she has done something I did not like. Maybe I should get the fuck out of this. Yeah, yeah maybe, <laughs> maybe this is a red flag. Yeah. Cheryl's pretty much only red flags. Actually, for, for your listeners out there, if you're dating someone mm-hmm. and they resurrect their brother and his girlfriend, uh, uh, wife. Uh, that's a red flag. <laughs> did they get married? Baby mama. No, no, they got married. They got married? Because Tony and Fangs were like, this is just like the time you tried to destroy Jason and Polly's But wedding. I thought that was a heaven thing, not a real thing. Well, it, they, I'm going to say it counts. <laughs> they did not actually get married. I don't think. I think they wanted to, but didn't. Um, yeah. I don't, uh, listen, they were bad plans across the board when Polly <laughs> was like, we'll hide with the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that wasn't part of their plans. No, she want, was sent to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. They wanted to go to the farm, which was the Oregon Harvesting Cult. Did they? No, they didn't. They yeah. wanted to go to a farm, right? I think it was they. that was the farm. No way. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Maybe it was that other farm where Riley Keough lived. <laughs> Let's go here with my best friend, Riley Keough. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it was a farm because I think that was like the whole thing. It was like, ah, oh, yes, they took me in. I was vulnerable. I'm not so sure. The, the babies. What happened, Polly? I had them. <laughs> Was that the farm the whole time? Oh my god. If not, they should start calling things a ranch. Why can't I remember anything that happened in this show? It's been a while. Heaven. In the sweet hereafter. Mary has been calling for Archie. And the girls ask, where are their souls right now? Heather says, Sabrina said it was the sweet hereafter. And then we do a transition like in Wayne's World. They go, (laughs) in the sweet hereafter. Betty and Archie are married with kids, played by their younger selves. Gross. I don't know if that's that. Well, it kind of is, yeah. It, yeah, it's weird, yeah, right? it's kind of weird. I know, yeah. And their names are Lil Polly and Lil Fred. Lil, Lil. that's their first names, middle names. Lil, yeah, Lil and Lil. <laughs> Vegas is here, too. That's good. I was happy about that. Do you think that. that's a new dog they had to cast to be Vegas for this one shot? I would think it's actually the same dog, but... I hope so. I, I think that they get used to like having a dog, you know? Yeah, right. I'm going to say it's the same dog. In the sweet hereafter, Jughead draws comics and eats burgers all day at Pops. Comics is called Madhouse Glads, which feels like something I should Google. I'm going to Google it now. Also, Jughead, this could have been your actual life. So... What happened to the comics, Jug? Yeah, Jughead, this restaurant exists yeah, in the world you can you do this every day. 
So I have an answer. So I think that it's supposed to be a reference to, uh, yeah, I know actually it is. It's Archie's Madhouse. It's like a comic book magazine published by Archie Comics. Madhouse Glads. In the late 60s, a comic went through a major overhaul due to the impact of hippies, mods, and rock and roll and pop culture. It's basically like a series within within Archie's Madhouse comics. So it's a... Was it a comedy series? It's a, Well, it's a comic book. I guess Archie's Madhouse is a comic book magazine. And then in that magazine is the comic, the Madhouse Glads. So it's another Archie Comics reference. In the speed hereafter, Tony and Fangs make peace with Twyla and the Ghoulies. Remember that plot line? No. Baby is a full-grown man. Yeah, they are the same age. He is quite possibly older. <laughs> yeah, he's 40, they're still 28. <laughs> and he is obviously in love with Timmy from the Ghoulies. Aww. Aww, everything is perfect. Yeah. In the sweet hereafter, Sabrina walks into Pops dressed like her classic cartoon self. Kid with the bangs yeah, and the, the whole weird mom. belt. She was wearing a wig the whole episode, right? I'm sure. Yeah. She sits down with Jughead and explains everything. He doesn't want to go back. <laughs> like, this is heaven. No, I'm, ha- I'm pretty happy, actually. I it, can hear. It is just funny, because except for the hearing thing, which I, okay, that kind of makes sense. This is his, this could be his normal life. Yeah, he can do this already. He could do this well, now. Well, not in this outfit. They won't let me wear this. Right, I'm like, you... People will make fun of me for this hat. People, you put on the hat, Jughead. I mean, <laughs> you've already dressed really weird, Mm-mm. so... Plus, he uh, he doesn't believe they can win. Mm. But he does think about Tabitha a lot. Not, he doesn't really seem... This is the point where I'm like, does he love Tabitha? Because I love Tabitha. No, but he's like thinking about her a lot. Right. He's like, I guess I care vaguely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tabitha. Yeah. yeah. I know her. How's she doing? He's like, I hope I see her soon. Not too soon. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like, Only because she'd be mad at me for wishing that on her. Right. And I get it, but mm, I don't know. Right. So Veronica visits Archie. For him, she lives down the road, but she explains uh, the war is still happening. Right. To Archie, he won his war and this is his reward. Oh. And he's like, this is my real Riverdale. No. And then Betty comes in and she's like, you staying for dinner? And it's like all perfect and stuff. And Veronica pleased with him a lot one last time saying, I know you'll do the right thing. Hmm. Baby. <laughs> or should we call him man? <laughs> man, older baby. Old adult old baby. Anthony. Baby tells Tabitha and Fangs that he's in love with Timmy and they want to get married. And they're like, this is the perfect speed for things to be running at. We love it. And then Cheryl comes in and says, don't pop the champagne yet. And then there's an actual record scratch. <laughs> then she tells them they're in heaven while their actual son is back in Riverdale on the precipice of apocalypse. Tony assures Cheryl that their wedding was gro- great. And then they went on their honeymoon to the Poconos. <laughs> okay. A great spot to go on honeymoons to. This is just like what she did with Jason and Polly. That leads to other stuff that we've already talked about. <laughs> Tabitha sees Jughead signing Madhouse Glads at Pops. Uh, apparently he's helped people through tough times, but not like real people, like heaven people that right. might not exist. They don't exist, I guess. <laughs> I question. But she's like, oh, he's happy. And then she sure. goes to get a coffee and meets Raphael. He's like, hey, I'm an angel. We've met before, but like kind of. Yeah, it's real confusing. <laughs> She's like, you're my guardian angel. He's like, sure am. Want some lore? Yeah. Yeah. So much question. 
This man seems very nice, though. I feel very soothed by his presence. I feel like that was on the casting call. Yeah. Are you soothing? Do people like talking <clears throat> to you because you relax them inherently? Something angelic about you. Yeah. yeah. Archie suits up in military dress and promises to come home to Betty. Then he starts burning up. Tony notices they don't have any uh, photos after their wedding night. God damn it, Cheryl. <laughs> it happened again. <sighs> Bangs is burning up. She realizes they're not meant to be there. Jughead sweats over his comics art. Gross. And their bodies are burned away. And then they rise, alive once more, from their own ashes. <laughs> Riverdale. Weird, what a weird way to say that. So uh, Tabitha apologizes to Jughead. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can you say that again? <laughs> like, holy God, I can hear. I didn't realize that when I was walking out of a blazing inferno. It didn't occur to me that I was hearing anything for the last 12 hours. And, and now, now uh, I feel great. But now he can hear and read minds. It's like he's been forged. <gasps> wow. They're like, I guess it was the Phoenix Force. And he's like, sure. Yeah. Then he's like, oh my God, I just remembered. There was another Jughead. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, wait, wait. <clears throat> this is a very... I was too busy eating burgers in heaven and drawing Madhouse Glads. Do you know how fun it is to eat a burger? I'm never going to be able to <laughs> do that You ever had a again. heaven burger? Oh, you should try one. Here, are they like better? I have so many questions. Betty uh, laughs at the names of her heaven children with Archie. <laughs> Very uncreative. I'm like, they're named after your dead He's relatives? Like, yeah, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, how dumb. Who's Polly? <laughs> yeah. Can't recall. Tabitha tells Veronica there is a 50-50 chance of Veronica and Archie being Avengers Endgame, which unfortunately isn't what I'm now hoping for, which is Tabitha being like, actually... I'm with Archie in the future? <laughs> yeah. yeah, oof, this is so awkward. <laughs> I think it's a thing about taking things from Jughead. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, I, so, uh, I really do want that, though. And then Tabitha swings by Tony and Fangs' place, and she's like, so here's the deal. Baby can't die. Cool. Baby's immortal. Baby will be fine. How do I know Baby's immortal? I'm Riverdale's guardian angel. She's also a time traveler. Right, time traveling guardian angel. I don't know. Which means can't she travel to the future and talk to future baby Anthony, who's immortal? Probably. She is baby travel, Anthony yeah. the cable of Riverdale? Any X Men viewers, oh, readers sorry. out there? No, okay, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's all good. It's Have just, it's just, it's just Cyclops, uh -huh. uh, James Marsden's oh. child with Famke Jansen from the future. Like her too. Right, right, and okay. he's he's played by Josh Brolin. Okay. And he travels back in time. Cool. And he's got like a cybernetic eye and a robot arm and a really big gun. <laughs> and he's like drawn a lot by the same guy who uh -huh. created Deadpool. Have you like got... bulging muscles and too much. It's, it's just too <laughs> it's much. It's just too much. It's the 90s unhinged. Comics were weird Makes... in the 90s. Comics were weird. A lot of things were weird in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. I was just seeing The Time Traveler's Wife, which I just watched on HBO Max. That's what the, the the show. The show. Right. I'm gonna be honest. It's a it's an absolute I don't wanna say it's trash. It's not trash. It's really fun and right. I love Betty's it. Betty's trash. Betty's trash, right. <laughs> no, 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 like it's not trashy, but it's like you watch it and you're like, Oh my god, like that didn't need to happen. Like crazy stuff happens in the show that should not happen in the show. I feel like show. you're talking about the time traveler giving himself uh, That's only one of them, yeah. Oh, that's there's just, more things. Yeah, there's more weird things like that's that. That's great. They decapitate Katie Siegel. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. No, it's and then you no, have to we watch have bylaws it. against that. You you have Katie Siegel needs to be protected. Wait, hold on, Katie Siegel, who's the one from Hill House? Her. 
Kate's the, that one. Not talking about Katie Seagal from the Sons of Anarchy. Oh. The really, really, really hot one. She's beautiful. She's just an angel on earth. She's also in the movie Hush. If you see her, you'll never forget her. That's all I'm saying. She's like dark hair, beautiful eyes and lips, and a perfect face. Which character did she play on Hill House? She's with the gloves, Theo. Oh, I didn't find her attractive. What's wrong with you? John. I wasn't into it. I've never heard anyone say that. I'm sorry. Wow. Wow. No, it's okay. Wow. I just got to process that for like <laughs> a few minutes. Okay. No, that's cool. You know, we are allowed to have different opinions. You're allowed to be wrong. It's okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm right so much more often than you, so. E- either way, I think we can agree we don't decapitate people unnecessarily. Not here. Not here. That's not one of our things. That's not a thing. Absolutely okay, not. cool. Great yeah. show, though. Highly recommend. I'm going to probably recommend it later. So, <laughs> Well, that is the end of The Sweet Hereafter. Wow. On the end of a uh, batshit insane I loved it. episode of television. Every frame of this was fun <clears throat> for me. I thought that the doll was, though, my number one. So he gets was a... that your was, was that your Citizen of the Week and your Shark Jump of the Week? I think that's fair. Yeah, it's yeah. both those things. Totally. Yeah. Reggie getting advice from his little doll. Super fun. Yeah, I think my Citizen is just Reggie. Reggie, In Reggie. General. I just think... He had a world when he got off a plane from Rome. Yeah, right. That's... Delivered magic daggers. And by the end of the day was like, I got to use one of these magic daggers to kill this guy who just paid for all this stuff. I guess that works. Yeah. 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 Real fast turn. The redemption boys. Let's get it. Do you think he gets to enjoy Rome? The shark jump of the week was definitely Karen. <laughs> oh, no. He definitely didn't have any free time when he was in <laughs> Rome. Sucks. It was like a 13 hour turnaround when he was there. <laughs> yeah. It's a bummer. But I hope we got to see the Coliseum, even in the distance. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be fun for him. I wish they'd taken some like fake photos of him. <laughs> yes, this is him with, the with, with his, you know, the baguette that you have. <laughs> hey, yes, yes. The, the Roman famous... bread. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they make good bread. There's probably great baguettes in, in yeah. Rome. Yeah, yeah. Reggie goes to the Vatican. He's like, "This guy Percival, is he cool?" Is, do you guys, uh, <laughs> and I the feel Pope's like, like "No." <laughs> oh man, no, no that's he is Satan. Not. They have to know that though, right? What? But th- these people are well aware now that there's like I feel like everyone's kind of like supernatural, right? Sure, they're not. But... I, they're they're no one's willing to say this guy isn't just a rich English man. Right, right. They're like we have power. No one's no but... one's no one's come out and been like I think this guy might be like evil personified. Yeah, that's how I'm describing him. So so we got Sis of the week. Yeah, shark jump. Yeah. What uh, age life I'm on? Do we still do that one? We haven't done it, no. Okay. Uh, I guess baby. Baby, age like five one. <laughs> that hair is ridiculous, yeah, baby. Yeah, uh, Why didn't I actually also will say age like five one? Everybody in heaven, because clearly no one ages. Yeah. Oof. Crazy. Okay, so rumor mill. Rumor mill. So my first question is, this isn't a rumor mill thing actually. So we're just gonna go clarifying questions time. Great. In heaven. So obviously in Archie's heaven there's a Betty, but that's not Betty. That's not Betty. So the the concept feels like everyone has their own individual individual version of the sweet hereafter, right? <sighs> kind of. Because that's confusing. it. Feels like anything can exist in heaven. Okay. To make it your perfect heaven, but it also feels like they're in. Well, I guess we can't say they're in the same heaven because they don't talk to each other while they're in heaven. All the people who died. But, right. you know, like, like Fangs and Tony are in the same heaven. Right. And also, I assume, it sounds like 
Polly and, and Cheryl was able to walk from them to Nana and Dagwood and Polly and Jason, who are all right. in the same heaven. I guess if you're someone like Archie who dies before your loved ones go with you, you live your ideal heaven with with versions of them there. But then if Betty lived decades more mm-hmm. and fell in love with someone else and then died, she might have her own heaven with that person while Archie's still with this heaven Betty who he just kind of imagines. right. I remember like... That's a mindfuck. I remember Supernatural Heaven because I, I like checked in on their last episode and mm-hmm. like, spoiler alert, they die. I think we're fine. Eventually. Um, and their heaven kind of has its own timeline and everyone just kind of has their perfect existence. Like their whatever home they dream of and they live down the street from all their best friends who live in whatever their dream homes are and everything's just kind of perfect. And it kind of feels like that. That sounds nice. And then like Dean dies first and then he just kind of goes on a long drive. And by the time he's done with his drive, Sam has lived his entire years long life of weird makeup choices uh, to be an old man. And then he's in heaven with his brother and they're like, good to see you. And now we're in heaven together. So I, I, I'm going to interpret this very similarly to that. Okay. I guess, Which puts this in the same world as Supernatural. Yes, that's right. This is the spinoff they've been struggling to get off the ground the whole right. time. The Winchesters is actually taking place in this world. Is that out yet? I don't no, think of so. course not. Not it just, yet. The trailer came out, and I was like, "This doesn't look great." Isn't there like a fame, not a famous, famous person, but who plays the wife? It's like someone from a different show. I can't think of it. I mean, this is like the third time they've recast young versions of these characters. Yeah. And to be honest, the casting choices are the least interesting ones I've seen. I feel like they are famous. I can't think of who it is though. Or not famous, but like CW famous. Because I remember being like, "Oh yeah, of course they would do that." Like, of course, those would be the people for this thing. So, yeah. Okay, so I think I feel like the CW talent pool is, is shallower than it used to be. I wonder if it's maybe more Canadian than it used to be. Ooh. I don't know. You hate to see it. <laughs> we respect our Canadian listeners. Yeah, yeah, you guys, of course. Yeah, no, <laughs> only you guys, everyone else. Just, I don't know how to tell you American audiences don't know who your celebrities are. That's fair, except for me, if they were on Degrassi. Right, right. And that's the That's, right. the that's your whole market. Yeah. You got your Caitlyn's Just, who watch Degrassi. You got Justin Bieber and then anyone who was on Degrassi. That's who I know. <laughs> Iman Vellani is Canadian. Who is that? Miss Marvel. Oh, yes. You're talk- okay. That makes sense. I like sense. her. Yeah. There you go. She wasn't famous until just now. Just now. Uh, rumor mill. Rumor mill. Ooh. Heather. I think Heather could actually get an arc out of this if they're interested in playing it that way, where she's like mad at Cheryl for doing the bad yeah. thing that she did. And doing I the also bad thing. Think someone is going to be broken in their resurrection. Interesting. Maybe it's Jason and he won't be able to talk. Maybe it's... <laughs> Uh, maybe it's uh, 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 Polly and like she'll be scary in some way. That but I, I think I think of anyone, it's gonna be either them, Nana or Dagwood. I don't think they'll make Jughead, Archie, Ta- Tony, or Fangs into like mad that they died and came back people because we saw scenes of them all being like, no, I think I do want to live actually. Yeah, but how fun would it be if Fangs like went crazy? So you like you just want. To have an excuse to kill Fangs off now. Yeah, it's not Fangs' fault, really, but I do think that I'm like, okay, but like, are they just going to be married now? That's boring. Mm, you one know? more season. Yeah. Some shows do, you know, good work out of married plot lines. Other yeah. shows don't. 
It's not that I can't hate that they're married. I'm just like, if this is the end it's of the line. just that you hate him and want him gone so that Cheryl and Tony can be together. <laughs> yeah, you know, I do want that. Yeah, 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 yeah I do. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, no shade to him, but, yeah. you know, die. So, <laughs> that's all. I think, uh, I think the Redemption Boys will probably escape, but it won't be easy. Um, Reggie's dad's definitely gonna die. This feels like we have what, like two more episodes? I think this is the yeah. I think next week might be the penultimate, or if not, we do three. River Vale next week, which I think we feels like we don't have time for that right now. Unless it's all gonna be connected to Percival, and there's something we're missing. <sighs> is Percival the evil baby Anthony from River Vale? What if Percival is baby Anthony? No, it doesn't make sense. Ignore me. That makes no sense. We just met old Baby <laughs> yeah. Anthony. He doesn't look like Percival. No, he did have a British accent, though. That was weird. That was an interesting choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I actually haven't watched the new uh, trailer. So I feel like if I did, I would have more ideas. But Yeah. Um, it comes out in like several hours because we recorded. Oh, no. Today's Saturday. I don't know how to feel about Jughead just getting his hearing back. Not that we were like doing anything super interesting with him not hearing anymore. We have like one episode of like talking about that. And they were like, nah, he can read minds. Um, But like now he's just fine. So I don't know what we're doing with Jughead now. Other than plot stuff because he's got to figure out this other Jughead situation. I think, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say goodbye to Barchi by the end of this season. You think? I think they might want to leave it up in the air heading into the final season as like do like the love triangle thing i have a i have a theory that's kind of like a big theory and the idea is like at the end of riverdale now that we've kind of established the idea that parallel universes exist i have a feeling if this supernatural stuff sticks within the last season which i think it will because of i can't imagine us going back we just don't have time to just be like and that was one weird year we had (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's like their pandemic, their two years of supernatural chaos. I have a feeling that something is going to happen where there's going to end up being like two different universes in one he is with Archie. In one, it's Veronica, and in another one, it's Betty. And that maybe there's like the difference... kind of like a comic book where there's the, they did they did publish yeah. two different comic books one where he just exactly. like grows up and lives with betty and one where he grows up with veronica and it sounds like what that's kind of what they're leaning towards like making it more of like a comic booky thing than a grounded it'd be really funny mystery. if their final season was ordinary joe oh with two timelines i told you that on episodes they had like a whole like joke about how they were going to do that as a tv show yeah it's a great show though hilarious miss it i really do I don't know what to make of Baby is Immortal and Tabitha is a guardian angel. Yeah, me either. What does that mean to be a guardian angel? Like, is she actually divine in some way? You know what I worry about? I worry about they're going to kill off Tabitha. Well, then she'll be an angel. And then she'll be an angel. Like, what am I going to do with an immortal infant? It, it grows up, though. Does it on this show? I don't know. I mean, those those two kids we had for a while were babies too long. <laughs> right. right. I was going to say, if the baby is immortal but grows up, when does it stop growing? Is it like Twilight? I. What if it just keeps aging but doesn't die? Yeah, it gets like really, really old. Oh, my God. It turns into like one of those gross, like, like impossibly old, hunched over... That's not our, of a person and with a name like baby that's gonna confuse everyone <laughs> they live long enough they can get to they can get to dune and maybe they'll be okay <laughs> yeah it'll be good they'll, they'll make it out uh but yeah i'm excited i don't have a lot of theories i 
no idea how Rivervale plays into anything. <laughs> All I know is we gotta stop Percival from finishing this ghost train before the comet flies over, or else it'll power <laughs> over life and death. I would really love it if we could time travel and go back to our like the third episode of Riverdale and then just listen hey, to this. Hey. I know you guys are worried about who killed Jason, but let me tell you about season six of the show you're watching. Jason's back, by the way. He's alive Jason again. Jason just got resurrected. <laughs> Don't worry. It's... How? The genre element you've been talking about. Ah, uh, yes. It's so crazy. I really never thought this would happen. Really never thought that this would happen on this show. Never. Not a single one time. I really would have fought against it. Remember in season one when everyone was like, are they doing the zombies? Right, are the zombies coming in? I was like, absolutely not. No. The show isn't that kind of show. So actually, that is a theory that we're going to dovetail into. I do think they're setting that up. Why? Because of the resurrection thing. Do you know how Afterlife with Archie starts? Um, Something about Jughead? So, <laughs> fucking Jughead. But Jughead brings back... And I understand this completely, actually. But he, uh, his dog, Hot Dog, gets like hit by a car. So he brings him back with the help of Sabrina. And then um, I think Jughead becomes a zombie, bites Jughead, and then zombie apocalypse starts. So it's just search party? It's very but similar. With, but with yes. more earnest people? Spoilers. Yes. Also a show that I never would have seen going that way. Absolutely. More shows yeah. should in their final season suddenly take a hard pivot in hard the zombie pivot. apocalypse. I think that's a good idea. But I definitely think that this is that's a how possible. That's how a million little things should do their next Oh season. yeah. <laughs> I mean you'll you'll get there. A million little zombies. <laughs> a million little zombies. And you know they're not even that little. <laughs> you'll see. You'll get there. Once you get to the end of season four, it's uh it does set that up. So so what are you watching? A Million Little Things. I have been uh, catching up on A Million Little Things for a job interview. A Million Little Things. John, I never thought I'd see the day. I'm so happy we're here, though. I know. I hope they don't find our previous uh, recordings. Yeah, they're like, you know what I hate? A Million Little Things. John, just You know what show it. sucks? It's a really enjoyable show. I actually just caught up on it myself. So I'm uh, thrilled that you're on this journey with me. Yeah. 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 And uh, the Miss Marvel finale was genuinely fantastic. It was good. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's one of their best shows they've done. I think you would love it if you watched it. So now that it's at the finale, I'm more likely to watch it because yeah, I can just watch it all six the way episodes through. all yeah. the way through. That's easy. What are you watching? This week, I just finished The Time Traveler's Wife on HBO Max. Oh, you were just talking about that. What a delightful program. Oh, for Here's real. the thing. Absolutely chaotic. It It is about, for those who don't know, it is about a man who travels back in time um, but imagine this is the one. This is something that I really like about it because I think it makes sense. I mean, obviously it doesn't because time travel is confusing, but it makes the most sense out of everything. So there's only one timeline. There's no like parallel universes. There's no if you made a different choice, something he else. He has always time traveled to the point C time travels in. He's not like rewriting yes. the past when he arrives anywhere. Exactly. So yeah. basically, it's almost like a big loop. It's like what he's done, he's always done. Yeah. And he'll never be able to do anything else. So it's a fixed, it's a fixed line, right. and then he like almost as if you were going on a vacation, but the vacation is to the past. Yeah. So he does, and he can interact with himself. Yes, and often he does. He does, he does have a sexual encounter with himself at sixteen. I didn't think that that was necessary, and I thought that was a weird choice, and I have a lot of questions. I've been asking people if that feels more like incest or masturbation. I'm going to say incest to me. I would not do it. Disgusting. Okay. Um, but it's just a really fun show because it's such a... It's It's been a book. It's been a movie. 
Um, but I think this has kind of a more comedy kind of, not comedy, but like uh, it's funnier than the other versions of it. And it has some like profound moments. There is some weirdness. Like he goes back, he meets his wife for the first time when she's like six years old. And he doesn't groom her, but like kind of doesn't not. Sorry, you're, but that's the first time he meets her? That's the first time. No, sorry. That's the first time. She meets him. No, actually, it's both. Um, so then, is he grooming her? He immediately is attracted to the six-year-old? Because it's different if I'm like, well, he met her at an older No, age. no, I'm sorry. And it's just weird. It's but. very confusing. But yeah, no. So he meets her for the first time when he is twen- when he's 28, she is 20 years old. Okay. And then he meets her at six years old when he's like 36. So he already knows that they get married and stuff. Yeah, that's... It's a li- but then normal. it's not grooming. No. Not from his perspective. It's Right. It's right. It isn't, but it's a little weird because clearly they influence each other. It's, yeah. I, sure. It's, it's complicated. It's complicated. It's not really... But no one's going through this with a plan. It sounds like he doesn't have right. control. Does he have control? No, he doesn't. No, and that's kind of the whole thing. But the interesting thing is, so for example, like let's say that he in the present day like got really injured or something um, and was in, you know, hospital bed with his broken legs and whatever and couldn't move. He could time travel and be in like the middle of New York City street. Like he would just like pop in. Still with the broken legs. Still with the broken legs so he'd get hurt. So that's kind of like there's, it's very dangerous for him to do it. um, Though he doesn't have control over it. It's a really, it's an interesting show. It did not get renewed for a second season. Wasn't it only the one book? Yeah, but they only did like half of the book. Really? Yeah, which Dang. was dumb of them, I think. Well, but after the Rachel McAdams movie, I guess. I know. I it was weird, but it was fun. It was super fun. It's a really fun, light, cool little show. I enjoyed it. I wonder if all the sad stuff is in the second half of the book. There's some sad stuff in the first half of the book. Yeah, all right, good. But definitely I mean, bad. But you know, good. Yeah, <laughs> the kid of, you know his mom. Spoilers for everyone, but. Basically, he witnesses his mom die in, like, this horrific car car accident. But he time travels just in time to be saved. And then he has to... Re- he relives it because, like, big events like that, for example, will, like, draw him back into the same time. So he'll revisit it at age 40 and 20 and, like, 25. So it's, like, all these versions of himself have to go back and, like, relive, like... Jeez. Yeah. So it's really dark. But That's it's cool. a great show. Yeah. yeah. Super good. Yeah. Anyway, what are you watching? Oh, you did it. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Where can they find us, John? Us can be found on Instagram at the Riverdale Register podcast. Yeah. Cool. And you can be found. I can be found on Twitter at Riley Tweets, R E I L O I Tweets. You will be found. Are you a Dear Evan Hansen fan? I liked it on stage. But I was pretty much against the movie from the jump. Did you watch the movie? No. I did on a plane. Yeah. Plane felt, feels like the perfect place. Or it was a perfect place. It's a great plane movie. Great plane movie. Yeah. Anyway, go watch Dear Evan Hansen. I'll talk to you guys or later. Don't. Or don't. <laughs> Unless you're going on a plane. Unless you're on a plane. Right. Yeah. Over and out, River Vixens.